0: Dateline, 22nd of April. We're back!
1: Well, we are indeed back on this beautiful Melbourne afternoon, and welcome, folks, to the Australia Desk. We're just doing a cameo one here for episode 500, Grant. Isn't that awesome?
0: I think that's fantastic. 500 episodes. Wow! Man, they said they'd never make it, but here they are. That's right. I can't even
1: count that high.
0: (laughs) Even with his shoes and socks off.
1: Yeah, that's right. So 500, is that nearly as old as Rob Mark? No, come on. Nothing's as old as Rob Mark.
0: (laughs) That's a trick (laughs) question. (laughs) <laughs> the Methuselah of the aviation podcast world.
1: Well, you know, now what should we do, mate? Should we do a, a, a reminiscing one about how the show was always made better when we were here, or should we just do a, a just one for old times with some news? I, I think maybe the latter.
0: Yeah, let's do one for old times' sake. I still haven't grown my kidney back yet to replace the one we had to pay Rob to be allowed on the show that
1: time. Right. So you remember that time, Grant, when I flew in that C-130? Oh, hang on, we Oh, go hey, 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 hey,
0: hey, hey. Stuff your Hercules, mate. I got a ride in a C twenty-seven J Spartan. And speaking of which, Australia now has all ten of its Spartans in the force. The tenth uh, one just recently
1: arrived. It sure did, Grant, and in spectacular style. Um, it actually did a grass landing at uh, RAF Base Richmond. There, I wonder why they didn't choose to use those nice paved runways.
0: I think they wanted to show just how well it could handle uh, non-paved environments. The uh, the nose did bounce pretty well. Look. Uh, rather spectacular as it came in. But, uh, yeah, as far as a grass runway goes, that was pretty smooth compared to some of the fields that they normally put these things into.
1: Interestingly, with these, of course, these were part of an acquisition program known as Air 8000, and uh, they ordered 10 C-27Js back in 2012 uh, to replace the capability that was lost by the uh, the Caribou aircraft, which retired in 2009. It's taken them a long time to find anything as capable as the Caribou was, Grant, but uh, the thing I find interesting was that these aircraft were uh, assembled and uh, built in Italy, but were we're actually taken to Waco, Texas to uh, be fitted out.
0: That's correct, mate. They're uh, made by Leonardo, which was uh, formed by a conglomerate, including Alenia, the people who originally made these aircraft. Then they get their full fit-outs over in the U.S. because they were part of a foreign military sale, so they had to be uh, done to the U.S. specs and so on. So initially built green over in in Europe, flown to the U.S. and uh, final kit out and so on that the uh, Australians then picked
1: up. Now, of course, uh, while these aircraft have been uh, getting up to full squadron status, they've already been uh, operational over these last few years. They've been doing operations in Papua New Guinea. They've also been taking uh, part in exercises in New Caledonia, or as far away as Guam, uh, New Zealand, uh, in Australia. In fact, one of them was recently at uh, Wings Over Wanaka, the big air show over there in New Zealand. Unfortunately,
0: the uh, Aussies are not doing the famous barrel roll that we saw when the Italians were demonstrating it at, at uh, Avalon. Those uh, crazy Italians with uh, their nice little barrel roll well, almost looked like an aileron roll but it was technically a barrel roll <laughs> uh but the australians aren't going to be doing those but uh you know mate they're not only on missions and going all over the place they are doing those uh, those occasional media rides so who knows you may get a chance in the future but at least i've been on one of them i've had the baby
1: herc ride oh there you go mate there you go i tell you what actually it's the most disappointing thing about the acquisition of our fleet is that uh you know they haven't got those crazy italian test pilots that are willing to do those uh those barrel rolls very spectacular
0: yeah i think it has something to do with who owns it and who's paying it off but um <laughs> He's... <laughs> Speaking of things that aren't really flying a lot at the moment, uh, Air New Zealand's 787-9s are having some problems once again with their Rolls-Royce Trent engines. Uh, They've got the Trent 1000 package C engines and they were supposed to fix a lot of the issues but um, yeah, they've now got a a, a European Aviation Safety Authority our friends at EASA, also occasionally jokingly referred to as Europeans Against Sport Aviation. Uh, They've issued an urgent airworthiness directive uh, calling for inspections of compressor fans. There's a, uh, an issue with them that can uh, result in the fans, uh, shall we say, disconnecting and causing all sorts of hassles.
1: Now this could be a, a bad thing for any airline, of course, but Air New Zealand of course have uh, pegged so much of their uh, operations into the 787. Uh, their long haul fleet is basically 787s and 777s these days. So even taking a few out of their relatively small fleet can cause them a lot of trouble. In fact, they've had to actually uh, hire in A340s and the like from other uh, charter airlines to uh, you know perform operations across to places like Auckland, Perth, that kind of thing. So it's um, it's not a good thing for Air New Zealand.
0: It is going to be hurting them, so they will be going for reparations. You can guarantee that. To a lesser degree Boeing, but primarily through to Rolls-Royce, I would see there would be an expectation of uh, reimbursements for hassles. But uh, yeah, I was sitting at Sydney Airport the other day waiting to leave and I looked down and see an all-white A340 landing and that was one of the wet-leased aircraft that Air New Zealand were doing. So they were, they were coming across the ditch with them as well.
1: That company that they've uh, wet-leased those aircraft from an A340 and an A330, in fact, is called High Fly. Uh, that operation also does quite a lot of charter work for the Australian Defence Force. So, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, very good for those guys, but uh, certainly not something that, uh, if you were running Air New Zealand right now, uh, you'd really wanting to be seeing. And, uh, of course, Qantas these days uh, continue to uh, increase the number of 787s in their fleet to great fanfare. Of course, uh, Jetstar Grant, your favourite airline, has been running... <laughs> running uh, 787-8s for quite some time now, but uh, I think we've got four, maybe five uh, 787-9s now running in the Qantas colours. In fact, one of them's in uh, quite a really impressive looking Aboriginal scheme. And uh, Grant, as a side note, uh, this last month or so, they've been operating their Perth-London flights. You know, that's a very long flight. I don't think, as much as I like flying 17 hours straight, that's a bit too long for me. Can you imagine the aroma when they open those doors?
0: Mate, if you, oh, hey, they do replace the air in the aircraft, you know, all that kind of stuff with the air compact. But uh, mate, one thing I don't want to be doing is sitting uh, nine abreast in the economy section because that's what everyone's doing with their 787s, nine abreast economy. You talk about squeeze. That's about a 17.5-inch wide seat. And generally, it's held at 18-inch wide is the way to go. And yeah, they're squeezing in nine abreast. The aircraft was never designed for it, but everyone's doing it. And uh, 17 hours in, I think it's 32-inch seat pitch and 17.5-inch and width.
1: No, Thanks. Um, you know, Grant, this last year or so where I've been working in a new line of work and doing a lot of flying, um, it's just the thought of flying economy at all actually gives me the chills.
0: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm in the similar boat. If it's more than three hours, I'm up the front. Thank you very much.
1: Yes, Grant, have you, have you taken any shares in any Virgin Australia aircraft lately? I still think you fly <laughs> them more than most of their aircrew.
0: No, no, it's actually dropped off a little uh, since I since I got enough to uh, renew my platinum and also get gold for kit. I, I've settled down a little, um, but there may If I'm really, really lucky, there may be a uh, a business class um, international flight coming up. But uh, I'm I'll know more about that by May.
1: Am I coming on that flight, Grant? Is it a PCDU? We could start the company again.
0: Uh, I may just have to stream it for you.
1: Well, Grant, speaking of flying, I'm going to be jumping on a small commuter airline known as JetGo Australia very shortly and uh, heading up to uh, the Illawarra region, just south of Sydney, to uh, be part of Wings Over Illawarra, the airshow company that I work for. It's finally time to have Australia's largest annual air show. It's almost as if I've been doing radio ads saying things Uh, like
0: that. Mate, anyone think you've been uh, writing and reading the blurb as well. Yes, You're I, drinking the cool yes, aid I still
1: have the script right here in front of me. In fact,
0: yes, Wings over Illawarra. It's a great show. It runs over two days. Incredible range of aircraft from warbirds to uh, current military aircraft to classic airliners and uh, aerobatics teams. I'm really looking forward to being there.
1: Yeah, we're really excited this year. Um, now, disclaimer, of course, I do work for this company, but uh, we've we've worked really hard this year, and uh, in fact, we're starting to uh, raise the ire of uh, some other large Australian air show we've heard on this life the sly because the the Australian Defence force contingent of aircraft that we're getting this year is just about as much as they get so um, Oops. And, and we're a much uh, smaller air show so it's it's really good it's a grassroots air show we're really getting out there if you're in there uh, if you're an Australian or even a New Zealand listener we know we get a lot of Kiwi visitors come across this year in fact we've got the P8A Poseidon the first Australian one uh, the first in fact handling display of that aircraft uh, at an Australian air show so we're really excited about that Grant you mentioned the C27J uh, we'll have uh, one of those uh, doing a handling display each day we've got Hornets of course we've got Hornets coming down I think we've got every type of helicopter that the Australian Defence Force, Operates and on top of that, we've got Matt Hall coming down to do his aerial display and uh, Paul Bennett air shows and oh, all sorts of wonderful things, Grant. It's going to be fantastic.
0: Fantastic. I better get started on my show notes now so I can be ready to do commentary.
1: Uh, Grant, you'll be working there with Peter Anderson, and we're really happy this year to have um, Tony Mokler coming in to do uh, commentary as well. Tony is a well-known aviation writer and a, a national a radio show host here in Australia, so it's just going to be a fantastic weekend. WingsOverIllawarra.com.au. If you're in anywhere in the Sydney area. Come down and say hello, and uh, if you do come down, make sure you seek me out, Grant. I'm only a little guy, not too hard to pick out.
0: Yeah, he blends into the crowd really well, I tell you. But, uh, <laughs> mate, for those of you who are like me and can't be uh, <clears throat> yeah can't be bothered trying to learn how to speak speak Illawarra and type it into a uh, into a browser, it's really easy. You can just go to woi. dot
1: well, Grant, 500 episodes. It, it is fantastic. I still think this is the best uh, aviation podcast on the planet after playing Crazy Down Under. But, you know, we don't produce that show anymore, so I, I suppose we concede that this is probably the best one on Earth now. Yeah,
0: now that now that we're not around, although we do still have to do our final episode. We've got a whole lot of farewell messages from all sorts of people. Yeah, we do. And we haven't put it together
1: yet. When no. are we going to do that?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. Is this side or the other side of the heat death of the universe?
1: We should probably have done it instead of this.
0: <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. we got to keep in good with the guys just in case we ever need something from them when we go to the US.
1: Well, anyway, Grant, I, I, as, as we were talking beforehand, we thought, just like old times, we said, oh, we'll keep the recording session to one hour and... Uh yeah, well, I yeah. figured that probably means three hours, but it's really time to go because I think I can hear my wife beating on the door of the studio and I have to go out.
0: Oh, yeah, and you've got, apparently you got to have a shower first, you stinky bugger. Well, Can you tell from here? Yeah, well, it's coming down the line, mate. Boy, that Skype
1: <laughs> technology is better since we did this last.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, this new version of Skype. I always said it
1: stank. Well, congratulations to everybody at Airplane Geeks. I know we've played a, a small part in that and uh, we don't uh, come on the show too much these days, but um, well done, Max, and to everybody else. You know, uh, Max still remains that man of of international podcast mystery he's the only member of the crew i don't think we've met in person
0: no we haven't and you're right oh my does he exist? What if he's an? Uh, what if he's an, a rogue AI?
1: I don't. I don't think he actually exists.
0: Well, Aunt, Aunt Bernay was on a yacht with him at one point, so she says he exists. But so you she know, says. Yeah, Aunt, Aunt Bernay could have just been joining in when building up the uh, mystery.
1: Anyway, we could go on forever, but we won't until episode six hundred, possibly. I'm Steve Vischer. and I'm Grant McCarran. Congratulations, guys! Cheers. What do you mean I stink? Anyway,
0: well, you know, it was just this comment you led to that you. Oh, there's something we've been meaning to tell you.
1: Yes i <laughs>